Today, we're continuing to look at our spiritual life and the five areas we need to focus on if we want to see consistent progress in our spiritual life. Today's area, our physical health. Welcome to Run With Horses. My name is Norman, and my goal is to help you thrive as a follower of Jesus. The spiritual battles we face are very real. The battles of the future will require you to be growing and trusting God even more than you do today. An important piece of your overall spiritual health is your physical well-being. From handling stress to having the energy to push through a difficult situation, your physical health greatly impacts your spiritual ability to respond well to the trials that definitely will come. Well, we are looking at our overall spiritual health and have five areas that we've begun to look at. As a quick review, let's go over these areas before we pick one to focus on today. Spiritual life in general, the big picture, and here I am primarily thinking in the context of these five areas of the basics of the spiritual life, things like prayer, spiritual community, our biblical understanding. We talked about it in brief in our last show. If you think about the broad areas of spirituality as doctrine, affection, our love, and our experience. So we'll come back to that one probably at the end of these five to wrap that all up. Our mental life, so emotional, psychological, and social aspects there. How we think, feel, and act would be a good way to summarize that. We include our education. Our relational life. You know, humans are interconnected beings. We're supposed to be part of a group. That's the way we're created. We are meant to connect on a personal and emotional level. And strong, fulfilling relationships definitely help us maintain emotional health, physical health, and all of the other ones. So we really talked a lot of about this in the last show, that all these are really connected at a, a deep level. Emotional life. Well, there are many different ty- kinds of emotional intelligence, emotional skills that you can, can have. Uh, empathy, gratitude, kindness, and emotion regulation. And as we understand ourselves emotionally, as we are emotional beings, it helps us relate better to other people. And we did talk about the idea that feelings shouldn't lead the way, but They definitely do influence the way. Uh, So we'll talk about the place and how do we deal with feelings. We all recognize that we have them. And it's not that feelings are bad, but it's feelings are not meant to control us. We need to to apply some uh, effort to rein in our feelings at times, or at least understand where they are coming from. And sometimes emotions can lead us astray. So we'll look at some of those ideas. And then today we're looking at our physical life. So we introduced this by saying, you know, from, from conception to our last breath, we are physical beings. We don't have control over a lot of our physical life. You don't have control over where you were born, the, the family that you were born into, even your physical health. We all have different potentials. Most of us are not going to be NFL running backs. We don't have that physical potential. Most of us are not going to be NBA centers. We don't have that physical potential. But we do have a physical potential that God has given each one of us. It's different, but we do have that. And our goal is to live as close to that as possible, to continue to grow in that area, to understand the potential that we have, and to to really be a good steward, which we'll come back to. So exercise and diet are key when we think about physical health. But let's step back. 
As we consider our physical health, I, I think there, there are actually a lot of different passages we could look at. We're not going to really do this as a, a Bible study. I, there are a couple of key verses we'll look at and then uh, move on and look at some of the practical aspects. But 1 Corinthians three sixteen and 17 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Okay, that's, to me, a pretty strong motivation for taking care of ourselves physically. Do you not know that you're the temple of God? Okay, that's, that's amazing. If you haven't thought about that, if you didn't, haven't read that verse before, uh, that would lead to a lot of questions, but also that's a pretty powerful concept that you are the temple of the true and living God. God dwells in you. That's, uh, that's amazing. That's incredible. Because think about it. Throughout history, as you look at the church and look at uh, all different kinds of religions, anywhere that, that man has got the idea that God dwells, what do we make that place look like? How do we take care of it? Well, it's most of the time in most cultures and throughout history, it has been one of the most beautiful, well-kept buildings in the city. It is uh, seen as being more important than my house, than a lot of other public buildings. So there's a lot of money that goes into it to make it beautiful. Uh, there's a lot of time that goes into it to make it clean. Uh, there's just a lot of effort put into the upkeep of the temple, of any temple, of any uh, God, quote-unquote. So if we understand that Paul is telling the Corinthians that you, you are the temple of the true and living God. There's a lot of thoughts that are going to come to their mind and should come to ours. We are stewards of his dwelling place here on earth. And I know one of the things that I've mentioned from time to time, we, we often use the word church and people think about this place, but God doesn't dwell in this building that has the name of your church on it, he dwells in the people who make up the church. We are the church. And as the church, we are his dwelling place. And as his dwelling place, we are stewards of his dwelling place. That is an awesome responsibility. So to maintain a fitting vessel prepared for his service, it should not surprisingly, require a certain amount of preparation, of daily stewardship. In the context of physical exercise, well, this was going to be things like exercise, um, thinking about the meals that we eat and being a little more careful, being ready for every opportunity that He gives us to serve, because that is God using His temple. So I think that's a powerful concept, and it's repeated again in First. Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20 says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, therefore means, <laughs> because this is true, now what? 
glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So your body is God's. And what are we to do with it? Glorify God in it. So when we, we'll get here in just a second thinking about why it's so important that we focus on our, our physical health and, and physical training, but we're to glorify God in our body. How do we do that? And that's the question that we have to ask. But if we're unhealthy, if we take poor care of this gift that God has given us, then obviously we're not going to do really well at whatever task that God gives us. And because, you know, as verse 19 there talks about, we are not our own. We have this gift from God. And God desires that we use it for His glory. Who means we need to be ready to use it. We need to be prepared to serve. And, you know, I grew up around sports and football and basketball primarily. And one of the things that you'll hear is the will to win is the will to prepare to win. And I'm not sure that winning is quite the right word to use in the spiritual life, but that idea that the will to win is the will to prepare is important. So a lot of us, we want to, at least at some level, say, well, we'd like to glorify God. Well, the desire to glorify God means preparing to glorify God. We have to be prepared for those opportunities that God gives us. And often, you know, we're challenged to pray for opportunities maybe to talk to someone or to serve someone. But we also need to spend time in preparing for that. So are we spending time in learning how to clearly explain the gospel? So I consistently recommend the three circles as a way of explaining the gospel. I think it's really good. It's really easy to uh, approach from different angles, but that's something that mentally you kind of have to challenge yourself to learn this and practice and see how this works into a conversation or how it answers some of the questions that, that we have. But if we pray about wanting to be able to serve someone, it's the same idea. We have to be physically able, prepared to do that. You can have the opportunity to serve someone but not be physically able to do it because we're out of shape and uh, we just haven't prepared, so we lose an opportunity. Now, if we go on one more verse I wanted to look at, 1 Timothy 4.8. Yeah, hey, physical training is good. That's what Paul tells Timothy. He says, but reject profane and old wives' fables in verse 7. And exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little... But godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that is now and of that which is to come. So I think it's important because it's easy to look at this and say, well, he's dismissing physical, any kind of physical exercise. But he doesn't say it's worth it. He said it does profit a little, and it's kind of in the context here. Obviously, exercising ourselves toward godliness is the goal because it has promised both now and in the life to come, but bodily exercise profits us in the life now. That's the the thing that he's assuming that you understand. Yes, physical fitness is profitable in the life here and now. And here and now is what we have to serve God with. So I think it's important to recognize that uh, physical fitness, taking care of your body, no, it might not have 
uh, eternal benefits necessarily directly, but I think indirectly it does. If you are physically unable to go and help someone, to serve someone, so you're not there and miss an opportunity, whether it's to share the gospel or to lift them up or encourage them because you were physically unable to do it, well, I think that has an eternal impact. <laughs> you missed an opportunity. And if it's because you were a poor steward, then I think that's on you, right? Now, we also have to understand everyone has a different uh, potential. We talked about that before. Some people are born uh, with much less potential. Some people are born and they never walk. They're in a wheelchair their whole life. So obviously there's some things they're not going to do. They're not responsible for things that God didn't give them to do. So you're not responsible for someone else's potential. You're responsible for your potential. What is your physical potential? We'll talk about this when the other areas as well. It's the same question we'll ask about the spiritual life. What's your spiritual potential? How far is God uh, desiring to take you, and are we willing to go that far? So how are we doing with our physical health? And so why do we focus on it? I mean, we've seen a few things looking at these verses that our body is a temple, that we're to glorify God in our body, that there is some profit in this life. But what does that profit look like in this life? Let's look at a few things. One, we're to glorify God, and we glorify God now in this body. That's not just a one day, hopefully, if things go well, we will glorify God. But that is a, a here and now, we have the opportunity to glorify God in this body. That's important for us to recognize. Uh, every day you make choices about how you're going to use the help that you have, how you're going to use the opportunities that you have. And God desires that we make those choices to glorify Him. We're to glorify God in our body today. So I think that's one reason why we should be focusing on our physical health. It does limit us if we choose to ignore uh, this gift that God's given us in our body. Number two, being healthy means being physically able to serve others. We mentioned this a little bit already. You have opportunities to help other people throughout your life, to serve other people throughout your life. I think that's one of the reasons why we're here, one of the reasons why the body of Christ is so important. As the church, we have this tremendous opportunity to serve each other. But if we're physically unable to do that, because of our poor choices, well, then we, we miss an opportunity to serve other people, and that's something we should desire to do. So part of my motivation for exercising is to be able to help somebody else, not just to help myself. And there's that, too. And that's something I don't really talk about uh, today. You know, it, it's, it's helpful in your life to be in shape. You know, there's, there's times when you're going to be able to do things that you wouldn't have been able to do that you would have required help from someone else because you couldn't do it um, that you can do because you, you exercise. There are practical benefits that help you be able to serve others. One is increased energy levels. I mean, this is just basic science and things that everyone knows. If you, if you exercise consistently, you have higher energy levels. Well, that means you're a little better able to serve someone else and serve them for longer. Exercise can help you uh, manage pain and even reduce pain. You know, that's a, a proven benefit of exercise. And I, I have experienced this uh, 
myself. I have consistent eye pain, but often going for a jog or doing something like that definitely can help reduce and manage pain and improve sleep quality. So you're more rested when you're, when you're, uh, have that opportunity to serve someone. If you've been exercising consistently, you're in good shape, you've been sleeping well, well, then you're ready for that, that all-nighter, that two days where you really have to go, 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 because you went into it healthy, well-rested, and ready to go. So being healthy really is a huge part of being able to serve someone else. Uh, it's, I, I think it's important, particularly if you really desire to be used by God in that way. Third, Regular exercise can be a spiritual discipline. I don't think I've heard very many people talk about this, but for me, this has been huge in my life. You know, exercise, practically, it does several things that I think you can look at and see even in, in Galatians. We think about the fruit of the Spirit. But regular exercise can build humility, self-control, endurance, all these things that we desire as believers. You know, when you get started exercising, it's humbling to recognize that there are people that are your age or maybe even way older who can do so much more because they've been disciplined in exercise and taking care of their body. And it's not that they have higher potential. They may even have less potential than, than you have, but because they've been good stewards, uh, they're able to do things that you can't. Oh, that's, that's humbling. Recognize, boy, I have let myself go. <laughs> uh, self-control is part of this, and it's both uh, exercise diet, uh, all the aspects of physical health are influenced by your self-control. Your ability to say no when you need to say no, your ability to say yes when you need to say yes, that, that time to, to get up and, and exercise and the time to push back from the table, uh, self-control is part of that. So definitely being aware of your physical health and making intentional efforts in this area can be uh, very much related to a spiritual discipline. It's part of denying ourselves for the sake of Christ. You know, you could just uh, give yourself everything you want, which would probably be to sit on the couch and eat whatever you want, but denying ourselves means saying, I, what I want is not best for me, and it's not best for the cause of Christ. So I can go back to the number one and say, here, we're, we're here to glorify God. I deny myself so that I'm better able to glorify God. So regular exercise definitely can be a spiritual discipline. Tied in with that, depending on what kind of uh, exercise you do, if you walk or jog or something like that, or a, an exercise bike, there are quite a few different forms of exercise that, that are common and easy to do that I found it's, it's easy to add in um, Bible memorization or meditation to that. So whether I, I often take three by five index cards, I have a stack of them, and if I'm going to sit on an exercise bike, I'll take that stack with me and I can review memory verses. To learn a verse as you walk or jog has been something I've done at various times over my life. I remember back in, um, in college, in seminary, I would go for a jog and I would take a, not a three by five card, but a small card with a verse written out on it. And you just pull it out and review it several times during your job and jog and, and keep going over in your mind. And by the time you get back, often would have the verse memorized. So you can combine things with your exercise. Um, meditation is often a good one of those. I, I've often used jogging with prayer. So I would start out my day, and it's particularly in this, the start of the jog where you're 
maybe a little bit grumpy and not quite ready to begin this, with prayer for uh, the men in my life who I'm, I'm trying to invest in. So I would go through one by one the different men who I'm trying to invest in and encourage and build up and say, I want to pray for these guys. So I'd start off with that. Uh, and by the time I got through that list, then I usually felt better. I had been jogging for a while and maybe pray for some other things. And it definitely uh, felt like it had been worth getting up and moving. <laughs> the next thing that physical fitness really affects is stress relief. Um, I link an article from Mayo Clinic in the show notes, but they say virtually any form of exercise, from aerobics to yoga, it doesn't matter, anything can act as a stress reliever. And I liked one phrase that they used, and this is the reason why I wanted to link this, this article. They said, it's meditation in motion. And we think about the idea of meditating on something. This is exactly what I'm talking about when I mentioned as I've run, I've used it as a spiritual discipline. I've used it as a time to prayer or reflect on Scripture or to memorize Scripture. It's meditation motion. I'm doing something physically, and I'm using my mind at the same time. So I, I love that phrase. It's meditation in motion. It said also any kind of exercise really has the ability to improve your mood. So you feel better after exercise. You may be tireder, but you typically feel better. You're mentally in a better place after you exercise. So stress relief is a huge one. For people in ministry, you recognize this is a huge need. We often uh, struggle to, to be mentally healthy. So, you know, all of these, these five areas we're looking at with our overall spiritual health, there's a lot of overlap. So your stress relief, it's really affecting your, your mental aspect, but it is affected by your physical health. So it's important to recognize that and to make strides to be uh, healthy. Now, the fifth one, the last one I want to look at, and this is really, for me, has been a big one over the years of when I really uh, think is important for us to, to recognize. It goes back to the First Corinthians um, 3 and 6. We think about our body as a temple of the living God. Taking care of our body is stewardship of God's gift to us. Now, stewardship, if it's not a word that you use a lot, uh, you may need to define it. So Merriam-Webster defines it as the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. This is a good definition. So I'll read that again. Stewardship, the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. Well, this is what our physical life is. God has entrusted you with your life. Now, you don't have complete control over it, but you do have a lot of influence over your physical life and your health and choices you make. So to be a steward, the first word they use in, in this definition is careful. To be careful about how I use this gift God has given me. I want to take care. I want to realize this is something that's, that's valuable, that means something. It's God has given me a gift uh, God loves me, and he, as his temple, this is an important gift that God has given me. This is a careful and responsible management. So responsible is taking responsibility for something. I'm recognizing this is not mine, this is God's, and God has a purpose for it, and I need to take that seriously. Now, as I was looking at this and did some quick research to see what other people had said about stewardship, 
There's uh, another link from the website gotquestions.org on biblical stewardship. And here's what they had to say. Stewardship defines our practical obedience in the administration of everything under our control, everything entrusted to us. It is the consecration of oneself and possessions to God's service. Stewardship acknowledges in practice that we do not have the right of control over ourselves or our property. God has that control. It means as stewards of God, we are managers of that which belongs to God, and we are under His constant authority as we administer His affairs. Faithful stewardship means that we fully acknowledge we are not our own, but belong to Christ, the Lord, who gave Himself for us. Okay, now that's good. That's, that is the mindset that I think we have to have when we think about our physical health. Faithful stewardship of our physical health means that we fully acknowledge we are not our own, but belong to Christ. That is the attitude that we, we have to have when we consider why we should exercise, why we should eat, eat well, the choices that we make. Uh, I think that's just super important. So as I've done different things with interns over the years, one of the things we focused on is physical fitness, and it allows us to see the results of consistent training. And then we're able to use that as an example and challenge ourselves to apply those same concepts to our spiritual lives. Progress in our physical life is the result of developing new habits. Okay, that is exactly the same in the spiritual life. New habits are the result of hard work. It takes time and effort to develop these new habits. So ministry, life as a believer, is often tiring and stressful, but by maintaining a high level of of fitness, of physical health, we recover faster from hard days and we're better able to handle the stress of all of life in ministry. So that can prevent burnout, and it can extend our years of productive ministry. So following Jesus is not easy. We shouldn't expect that developing new habits will be easy. But progress, physically and spiritually, is the result of developing these new habits. We need to consider who we are, where we are, and what we need, what changes we need to make, and then put in the hard work to develop the new habits. It's not going to be easy. It definitely will be hard. But it can be fun, too. And I think one of the, the areas I wish we did better as, as the church, as a community of believers, is working together in these things and encouraging each other and um, motivating each other to make these daily choices well. We often struggle with that. The thing is, this affects all of our life in our future and future ministry. So the question that we all have to ask ourselves is not, where am I going to be in life when I face the most difficult challenge that I ever face? But the question is, who will I be? What will I be capable of spiritually, physically? Am I preparing today? Well, thanks for joining me today. If you have thoughts or questions about your spiritual life, exercise even, (laughs) write me at norman at runwithhorses.net. I'd love to hear from you. Our lives are complicated with all five of these areas interacting in many different ways, but it's also very simple. We're just to choose to follow Jesus and allow Him to use everything. The good thing to remember is that God is using all of these 
in this process of sanctification, preparing us for the day that we meet Him face to face. Until that great day, keep running.